is the Todd and Friends podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergat. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today on these Fridays. We like to talk with our friend Jeff Ash uh, from Heritage Bank, our fine sponsors. We appreciate that always. And lefty-looking tan, he came in today and I said, oh, you look like you got a little sun, which you did, which was kind of nice this last week. It was so nice, yes. We were down in Vero Beach, Florida for uh, St. Cloud Technical College, Community College, Cyclone Baseball. So they kicked off their season down there with 10 games, and uh, we stayed very right just across from the beach. Uh, I think I had my podcast actually yep. walk, wandering around by the beach last week. So. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it was a little different this morning putting on all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, the, I, You know, I even once in a while wear the long handles. We're a little past that weather, but uh, pretty close to it. Yeah, it's a little different, isn't it? It is. Just the, <laughs> coming in on the plane last night and seeing it all, you were just like, oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah, well, the first is opening your window and seeing the frost on the windows. <laughs> Uh, I was still in shorts and a t-shirt when I got in. A lot of people were looking at me when I came off the plane, kind of like you're a little yeah. underdressed, bud. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a, it was a great trip. It was so fun to be able to go down there and uh, take all in all the baseball and uh, mixed in a couple of rounds of golf, which we'll talk about in a little bit too. But yeah, yeah. yeah we just the weather could not have been more perfect. So nice. it's really easy to just get caught up in it and almost get this false sense of like you live there. Yeah, yeah. And then you reflect back or you get notices on your phone that it's freezing in Raymond or, you know, the snow coming and everything else. And now message from uh, Piper that she wants to come home this weekend and then worrying about roads. And, you know, down there, I didn't worry about anything. I know, right? <laughs> That's so much the case. That's true. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Here it is. Are. We'll get through this. Yeah. Nonetheless, March can be a snowy month here. It kind of coincides with tournament times. So, it does, yeah. Uh, which we're kind of into right now. So, uh, so what ballparks did you play at then? It was all held at the Jackie Robinson training complex, which they used to call Dodger Town because okay. it's where the Dodgers used to play spring sure. training. Yeah. They used to have it in Vero Beach, and uh, it was really neat. So uh, very well kept up. They have um, one big stadium that has, like, stadium seating that I'm assuming that's where they played. And then they have some other um, auxiliary fields or whatever you want to call them. One was all turf, and then another one wasn't turf, but they were very nice, very deep parks. Holy cow, they were deep. I mean, mm -hmm. there were some balls hit that I thought were would have been out of most of the parks the boys are going to play in, and they were held in. There wasn't too many home runs there, but um, there was – so there's forty number 42, Jackie Robinson stuff everywhere. They have a gift shop, and um, the facility that you walk through to go to the bathrooms was an old – one of the old Dodger buildings because it had – it still had all of the old stuff up. Um, I mean, it was updated with needing like a swipe card or something, needing a different rooms, but it had rooms that said like, you know, you would appreciate this, like the press conference room mm -hmm. and the lounge and all these different things. And then it had all these old players' names on the walls, and it was all these black and white pictures of the Dodgers. Neat. Just, you know, action shots and shots of the stadiums and the crowds. And um, for somebody like me who's a baseball guy to the core – just standing there, I'm like, who exactly walked through these halls right yeah. here? You know, I mean, well, Jackie himself, obviously, but just, you know, the Tommy Lasordas, and there's a picture of Oral Hershiser and Roy Campanella. You know, yeah, all, of, goes all of the old, yeah. uh, older players that I'm not as good about knowing, but I was creeping around in there like, God, you know, what, what am cool. I going to see in here? And then there was yeah. different rooms that had, you know, all of their World Series on the wall and just different paintings. And, 
if it was old, but it was just so like it just reeked of history, you know, and just like what the heck actually went on. Yeah. Because it there was workers everywhere, you know. I'm thinking so. Do, obviously, they don't have spring training there anymore, but they must really keep this field up because there was people that looked like they were in charge. There was workers. There was you know all kinds of different people that had MLB all over their um, shirts and hats, and so it was. It was really neat. The fields were great. Obviously, the weather was good. Um, we played really good competition. Boys ended up with a winning record um, on the on the weekend, and uh, Brooksy got to pitch his first start for college baseball. So that was that was nerve wracking for me. It was <laughs> definitely a different feeling because I'm just this the environment that you're in. Um, and for me, I've been trying to prepare him a little bit. I said because he he has a little bit of a hard time not engaging hmm. with you know. If there's a lot of chirping, he likes to chirp, you mm-hmm. know, if he's just one of the, like an off day in the dugout, but with a, a lot of the chirping that goes on, I'm just like, how are you going to do with 35 guys, you know, and they're all leaning right over the, the rail. So they're literally, you know, 20 yards from him. Yeah. And, uh, I was watching the first game and that's when I started thinking of it. I was facing the visitors dugout and I have said it many times. I was quite a chirper myself. And you would find anything you could to get on the pitcher. And the one thing, if when that pitcher started engaging with you, it was on. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, but yep. you know you're not supposed to do this, you know. So I, I was really concerned about that. And uh, um, fortunately, we got on them kind of early, so it was a little bit harder for them to chirp. But he did a, he did a great job. He picked up a win. He only Good. pitched four innings, but it was kind of one of those predetermined pitch counts things, yeah. and they yeah. were up by like eight or nine runs when he came out. So. Good. Just had a couple walks, five strikeouts. So nice. uh, just speaking of that, that was a, that gave the whole trip kind of a nice feel to it for us because he got his, you know, he, he only get like one outing potentially unless you're in relief. And yeah. we weren't sure if he was going to start or be in relief or what. But, yeah, he got a, a nice nice outing for him, fairly clean, and didn't give up any runs. So it was just a nice start to it all. And, yeah. And the, the most fun for me, again, it comes back to kind of the chirping and the guys in the dugout. But we were sitting kind of kitty-cornered off of our dugout. So to listen to those guys all, you know, chirp for him and to him and, you know, the things that they say because I'm we're still trying to figure out who the heck even the roster is, you <laughs> sure, know. And, yeah. and then it's just kind of neat to sit there and listen to, you know, because, I mean, they know him, yeah. you know, and we're trying to figure out. And he knows all of them, but we really don't. You know, it's not like your high school team where you're like, oh, that's John. Yeah, or, you know everybody, yeah. Yeah, so you're just trying to figure out everybody in there yeah. and their role, even the, the role of chirping, you yeah, know. So, right. so, yeah, it was – it was so fun, and it was fun to watch the boys. I mean, they're they're very competitive, a lot of skill. Obviously, just got to kind of figure it out yet. Uh, so I'm sure you know where a lot of the guys are, but not everybody. You said you're trying to get to know uh, guys on his team. Is it all Minnesota kids that play on that St. Cloud team? No, nope. okay. I know there's some a couple Dominican because okay. that was fun too because the, the guy, whoever was running the tunes at the one field had to have been uh, from the Dominican or – somewhat spanish or something because it was nothing but spanish to and so of course two or three of our guys were out there just loving it yeah. loving it and dancing <laughs> and uh you know and all of that and and uh so that was kind of neat to see so we have that i know there's one from green bay so okay. they have quite a long drive <clears throat> i should probably know that better and i will but um you know the majority there's lots of stearns county and you know there's just so much good baseball up there too um so there's there's a quite a contingent of that um, I, there's like three BB boys on the team. So, oh, good. so they're kind of, you know, guys that Brooksy knew too, and just easy to cheer for. I mean, it's baseball and they all hustle and, you know, they're, 
they're all crazy. They got TikTok going now, so every day they got a new TikTok going. So it's kind of fun to get to know them through that too. And you know, who would you be? Who would you pick when you're on a stranded island? Who would yeah. do this? Who would do, you know? Just the questions they ask. Sure. So it's kind of fun to see them doing that. They've got a couple guys with some skills behind the the mic and the camera too. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, some of those guys are just really good at that too. So that that, that kind of they only grew up with it, you and know? it builds their yeah. brand. You know, yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. It gets people to follow them and yeah. and see what they're about. And you know, it doesn't hurt either to say, oh yeah, I saw I see your guys on TikTok. I see you on social media. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, just all of it was just really neat. It was such a nice complex. It was, you know, we drove to the same place. It was five miles from our where we were staying, so it was just easy and not always what junior college is made up to be, you know, either because it's not all it's not all luxury when you're in junior college. So yeah, yeah. so um, the trip was great, and I think the boys had a great time, and it was yeah. a good, always a good time because I still remember those trips from college. I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, the, the memories that you made and just that's when you kind of start building your relationships and figuring mm-hmm. out who's who. Mm-hmm. I never got, I didn't play college baseball. Okay. I was recruited. Actually, I shouldn't say that. So I got recruited after being out of high school for a couple of years. Uh, I was just working uh, around home. I, I wasn't a very good high school student, so I wasn't thinking <laughs> about college really. And then I got recruited to go to Devil's Lake and play at Lake Region Community College, which is a, a Division One uh, community school. So there were scholarships. So I got offered some scholarship money to go up there. So I played a fall season. Okay. But I was working 45 to 50 hours a week at the radio station, 12 credit hours of class and play baseball. Yeah, that didn't go very yeah. well. So I had to give up the baseball. And I gave up to college too because I was doing what I wanted to do, right. which was radio. But but yeah, and that's that's a great experience. I, I have a, a guy I, I played for maybe a month, and I still am in touch with a guy on Facebook that I played with during that short yeah. time. It really is a special time. Yeah, and and not because my son happens to be playing there, but because um, I I have so many ex teammates that play junior college. You know, you can't sleep on junior college baseball. It's really good. There's some good players. Really there, you good. Bet. And there's plenty yeah. of guys that are in the major leagues. You know, many guys go from junior college yeah. to yeah. a four-year college, and yeah. many of them go, you know, there's some really high-level junior colleges to where they're going from that to, you know, the best teams in the nation. As yeah. far as the NCAAs, it's just kind of a yeah. a feeder program to them, too. And, yep. you know, for a lot of kids like Brooksy, he just doesn't love school, kind of yeah. like you said, too. Yeah. So to send him yeah. right to a four-year school would have been, I think, you know, he, he would have just not liked the school and having to take psychology and biology, you know, whatever your generals are and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like right now he's in the electrical program. He goes right in to do electrical stuff and, yeah. and doing that. And, you know, so I think that's just better. And it's nice to know that that's what fit. But, you know, for it's kind of neat to see the makeup of, you know, you asked too, where is everybody from? Yeah. What do they do? Um, so for for a lot of those guys, it's their chance, junior colleges, because it's much easier to probably get on the team just because it's a large group and, you know, yep, we'll take yeah. take you. And then from there, you got to kind of figure out the food chain and try yeah. to rise to the top from there because there's really good players. I yeah. mean, really good. And we saw some dang good players too. You know, and everybody all of a sudden is throwing 85, 90 miles an hour at yeah. whatever level you're at, you know, and it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Um, I- so. Is it, what did it, did the, who did they play down there then? Was it all other two-year schools, or did they play some four-year schools? That's a good question. I think they did play a couple four-year schools. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'm a junkie with all of that. I was kind of learning it on the fly there. They yeah. have this Penn State um, that, like in Pennsylvania, it's called Penn State, but then they have like a name after it, okay. Palo Alto or yeah. Penn whatever State it is. and then a town name. Yeah. yeah, so there was a lot of – there was like three of those that they played, or two two of those, but there was three or four of them down there. Um, a team out Miami, Ohio. It was kind of their um, like club team for Miami, Ohio, okay. and they were good. Okay, um, they were they were solid. I was like 
so, and I didn't know, I didn't ever ask anybody, but I'm like, are you the, like for club teams, a lot of times you go with no intention of, you know, it's like, I still want to play baseball, but I'm, I'm not going to play on the, you know, the regular college team. Mm. This to me, I was like, that guy at first base was so good. I was like, why are you not playing somewhere other than this? But so I didn't really know what the whole setup was or if it was like JV, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, you do this for a little while and then yeah, you'll be up on the the division, you know, Miami, Ohio was division one, but yeah. So competitive but, and fun. Oh, very competitive and yeah, fun. You yeah, know, yeah. pretty good pitching. Of course, <laughs> we when you think about it, I said that too when we started. I'm like, so we have, we have six. What did we have? Ten games in six days. Oh wow! Yeah. So I'm like thick schedule. Yeah. How you did see, you play golf? Well, it was when the schedule w- worked out. Ah, so I, I never see, missed. Yes. I never missed anything. So <laughs> not even close to missing anything. They did yeah. have a day off too. So yeah, yeah. So but. Yeah, um, the schedule was great. Um, it allowed you to kind of be by the pool a little bit, go walk by the ocean if you wanted to. And sure. Check that all out, and then at night be able to get some good food. Yeah, nice. And you did play a little golf, too, you said. I did. I played yeah. twice. Um, I played a course called Sandridge, which is a, one of the nicer public courses, just based on the reviews and, yeah. the, and whatever. And even once I got there talking to the guys. Yeah, it's crazy there. I know you've done golf trips too, but yep. it is so busy in the morning because it gets so hot in the afternoon. I mean, yeah. I roll in there at 7, you know, around here at 7, not a whole lot going Nobody on there, at the course. So that, yeah. We're not getting up that early. <laughs> so I roll in there, and the the driving range, which wasn't even close to the clubhouse, there's all kinds of people there, and the parking lot, there's there's just people everywhere. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, yeah, all these retired guys, they get up and golf <laughs> and get it done with. So, so yeah, I was paired up with a guy from New Jersey, an old used car or a car salesman. I guess I don't know if it was used or not. <laughs> and uh, then a guy that was originally from Michigan, I believe he was from. And um, I was thinking about that this morning too. I said it's always just so neat. I don't play as a single very often, but I've done it when I've been traveling or something. And sure. you kind of like I'm a single. I'd rather just kind of play by myself. But yeah. it's really nice playing with people that have played the course for one. But yeah. If they're just like good guys or gals, whatever it would be, yeah. and they were they were great, you know. I mean, they understood kind of where I would hit it and where I should hit it, and you know, kind of laid it out every hole and every shot. Sure. So yeah. so yeah, that was fun. The greens were super fast. I couldn't adjust to that, but um, and <laughs> story you'll appreciate. So trying to be all smart, I borrowed from a good Hawk Creek buddy of mine, Caleb Hans, and his travel bag. So I was okay. like, I'll take my my head head off my driver. I don't know why I didn't put it in my bag. You know, I put it in my backpack. Okay. So I roll up, you know, I'm just all excited the first time I'm going to golf, and I, <laughs> I open up the back end, and there's my driver shaft with no driver on it. Uh. I'm like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> so you had it back at the hotel? No, yeah, I did. So, well, I guess <laughs> guess I'm hitting three wood today. So so I hit three wood all day, which was not a bad thing either. Yeah, the course right. wasn't real long. Right. So I bought an eight-foot gator. As I had hit my driver pretty good all day, so I was kind of around the fairway. Well, this one I sprayed it a little left, but it was one of those where it shouldn't be in – it should be in the rough somewhere or in the junk, but it shouldn't be lost. So I'm over there looking around. I'm like, this, the ball has got to be here. Did it hit the cart path, and is it way up for – you know, or something? Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking around, and the guy with me goes, well, there's one. And I thought he was talking about a ball. Well, there's an eight-foot gator sitting there, and I'm not even paying attention. He goes, I'm out of here. You know, good luck finding your ball. So so yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah. But, but yeah. the highlight, which I got to give our buddy Greg Snow props for, I texted him before I left because I've had it before too, and even Joe Wasaki. Well, I was up around Duluth for basketball, and I just said, hey, Joe, you know, can you do you have any connections up here because he's yeah. from up there or whatever. Yeah. And Sometimes, you know, just because you're a member at a club, you know, the pro can call another private club and say, yeah. hey, I've got a member. Could you get on as a guest? And, yeah. You know, they're like, sure, whatever. Yeah. 
So he texts me, he goes, I actually do have a connection. And he, um, he said it's for Quail Valley Golf Club. So uh-huh. I look it up, and he's looking on his phone about the same time I am around the computer, and I said, I said, Snow, this place looks amazing. He goes, yeah, I just pulled it up. Holy cow, this, <laughs> this looks really nice. Yeah. So anyway, he, after a bunch of texts and stuff, he gets, gets me on, and it's on the day off in the afternoon, and I'm playing with uh, one of their pros, but he's from Minnesota, and he just goes down there in the offseason. He actually is the uh, – the War Road um, Country Club okay. pro now. So, right. um, and he just knew Snow through the grapevine and sure. Snow knew him, whatever. So I'm playing with him and then another retired guy that works out there a couple of days and they play a lot. So yeah. they're talking crap the whole time, which wasn't good for me because yeah. I could tell kind they were fun. Yes. Yeah. But I got to tell you, Todd, I drove up to that place and I get a text in the morning from Ross, the, the guy that was getting me on, and he said, Here's your code to get into the gate. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I drive up there, you know, it says big metal. cast iron great you know whatever i'm like wow so i punch my number into the gates you know of course just open slowly like like i'm somebody special here and it opens up and i literally was like short of breath i was so overwhelmed with how nice it looked really yeah so they had the clubhouse and everything is raised up on top and so they had all of the practice range and it's just like sprawling and then there's this i didn't know it at the time but it's a par three on the side so it just seemed like there was beauty everywhere i looked nice and i'm driving up these palm tree line curvy you know like magnolia lane it feels like and i'm thinking <laughs> like how am i experiencing this by myself i wish somebody else could be like a witness to this yeah, of course yeah. you're trying to do your social media but i get up there and i'm just like you got to get it together man here like you need to take some breaths and yeah right it it was the most beautiful course i have ever stood on wow. everything was perfect it was just like i said sprawling it's one of the highest spots one of the tee boxes around i took a cool video and they said it's one of the highest spots in the county, and I don't know. There's just white sugar sand everywhere, a lot nice. of places, and just so much undulation. So, I mean, I I bet I was 14 holes in before I chipped. Like, I'm talking, like, you know, a short chip around the greens because you could putt everything. Oh, really? And it wasn't like, oh, there's a guy that can't chip because I asked him on the first hole, do you putt a lot of stuff here? Yeah. Because it was bent grass, and I'm like, yeah. I can see how this is going to go. Yeah. I'm going to flub chips all day long. You know? <laughs> right, flub them tight. <laughs> flub them more, try to overcompensate <laughs> across the green. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I was putting from 20 yards off the green and stuff, and, I mean, it was rolling just like it was on the green. It was a long distance. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just fun because you could be creative and you could curve shots, and they're at – in my defense, I was getting tired in the middle of the round because I had golfed the day before. So yeah. back-to-back days for me, I'm like, geez, you're old and crappy. First time you'd done it in months. We can make all kinds of yeah. excuses. Yeah. I just wasn't in very good shape. But, <laughs> but So there were some errant shots that I know were just from being tired, too, that, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I, in the middle of my round, I went like double, double, double. So then I was like, are you going <laughs> to figure this out? This is way too nice of a course for you to pout. Or, yeah. So yeah. I played better for the back nine and um, had a lot of fun. It was was a great opportunity to be able to do it. And I got to meet cool people and, Mm. um, you know, had to have your hat off in the, in the clubhouse. Oh Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, and I know we got to wrap it up here. I'm thinking at the end, Hey, uh, you know, good old boys, I'll buy you guys a drink afterwards, you know, and thank you for this, you know, and they were kind of, ah, no, we're fine. You know? And he said, well, let me show you the clubhouse. So, so you go in there and the owner of the, of the place, he's got all these like africa mounts you know okay big elephant head and lions and rhinoceros he goes you got to take your hat off and then i go over there and we walk kind of by the bar and i'm like oh 
yeah, there's all the members hanging out in there. It's probably member social hour, you know, and I'm thinking, I am. That's why they were saying, yeah, that's okay. I don't belong in there. (laughs) I can see that right now, but I sure would like to talk to those guys. I want to know how the heck they made all their money because it's a $100,000 membership. Oh, nice. And they have a 10-year waiting list, they said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful course. It was great, and I got to thank Greg again because that was an awesome opportunity. Welcome back, Lefty. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Todd. All right, Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.